0: Hey, hey, this is Coach AA and welcome to the Feb 14th edition. For today, as usual, I have three things. But first, I've had a rather poor work week and, well, it's just, you know, unable to get out of my head, overthinking things, not planning things clearly enough. And if you have any productivity tips, I would love to hear from you. The system I currently use is a combination of what's called an Eisenhower matrix as well as a simple task list for the day. I write down one to three things and I try to get them done. But as things accumulate, well, I seem to be getting a little all over the place. All right, the three topics for today. The first one's about running. I have three tips on running and how you can improve your running without overthinking it the second one as usual three quotes and the last one on dieting and finding the right tools for our toolbox most of us try a diet it works for some time then it doesn't right we fall off then we try something else or we try to do the same thing or well diminishing returns hits and we just lose our focus instead let's just add some tools to our toolbox alright let's get on with it the first one three tips to improve your running now while I don't run as often as I used to when I do run I do like to try to improve my technique a little bit and not just run randomly or anything like that Falling in love with running was how my fitness journey began. Uh, As I'm fond of repeating, I couldn't run 500 meters the first time I tried a long distance run. And well, just showing up and I fell in love with it. So how can you improve your running without overthinking it? Because running is not something you want to overthink. Tip number one, You're breathing. Keep your lips pursed and breathe through your nose. That's it, it's that simple. This makes running a self-limiting activity, meaning you will run at the pace that you can run at as opposed to going too anaerobic into your running. So if you find yourself gasping for air or trying to suck air in through your mouth, that's something you wanna avoid. Instead, just breathe in through the nose and keep running at that same pace. And whenever you find that, you need to breathe in through your mouth, slow down, stop, walk, just speak a sentence. And when you can speak a sentence without gasping for breath, you're good to continue. Just continue. Now, a lot of us might need to develop this habit. so. Just purse your lips and run. It's easier than it sounds, but in the beginning, it's very, very hard to do just because of habit, nothing else. You will run slower than you normally might, but that's okay. Have the patience to go through it. Remember, bypassing the nose is not a good thing. The nose is a filtration mechanism, and it does a lot of things in our gas exchange. So don't bypass the nose and just close your mouth and keep running. The second fundamental tip that can radically improve your running is glute activation. Our glutes went to sleep a few eons ago and they need to be woken up and they need to be woken up pretty aggressively, pretty regularly. And once they are awake, you will feel like a different person running. Our glutes are the powerhouses of our body. They're huge, gigantic muscles that can propel you forward, that can create the amount of, you know, that, that drive into the floor, all of those things that you need. And you know, that pesky knee pain that you face when you walk too much, when you climb the stairs or when you run well that's because your glutes are weak and tight. So here's what you need to do, get a resistance band and do any and all forms of glute activation drills that you can think of. Here's uh, two or three. Put the band above your knees, lie down, do some glute bridges, knees out all the time and hips up, drive through the floor and drive your hip up, lock it out for three seconds. So your knees are constantly out and up and back down. Even when you're back down, knees out. 10 reps, three seconds squeeze. After that, just stand up, hinge a little, soft knees, walk to the left, 10 steps, walk to the right, 10 steps. Do that again. Make sure your knees don't collapse as you do this. Knees stay where they are. You do not want them collapsing. And then finally, just do some bodyweight squats with the band around your knees again. Say 10 squats. Do three sets of this and then go on your run. You'll feel mighty different. And finally, just make less noise when you run. You can hear the sound of your footfall when you're running. Figure out how to sound softer, figure out how to make less sound. As you figure this out, what you will find out is your mechanics have gotten better. You've gotten better at which part of the foot to land. You don't have to overthink it. Should I heel strike, forefoot, midfoot, blah, blah, blah. Just land soft. Your body will figure it out for itself. You don't need to do a gait analysis. You don't need to cripple yourself thinking about running form. Start with these three simple drills. You'll make a lot of progress, and then if you need to, you can do the more advanced things. But from my experience as an overthinker, I found these kind of things, which, you know, two of the tips just go based on feel, and one, well, simple warm up by glute activation has changed how my running feels. I hope you find that useful. So let's go on to the second one. For the three quotes, you know, most times we are faced with A-B decisions. To keep working or to take a break. To keep plugging away or to try something else. To give up or not. And, well, like I said, I had a pretty poor week in terms of output of work. And so these quotes just jumped out at me. The first one is from the original Karate Kid uh, by Mr. Miyagi. Sometimes, what heart know, head forget. Like Bruce Lee says, don't think, feel. This is uh, Mr. Miyagi's version. Like the previous one, right? Breathing through your nose, uh, running light. These are all things that your heart, kind of knows or your heart will figure it out you can just go based on feel you can't think your way through these like this maybe there are lots of problems to which we found solutions here but not over here and we keep overthinking so keep your mind out of it and cool things happen the second quote from Bruce Lee often it's not how fast it travels, but how soon it gets there that counts. Timing matters. It's not just speed, but timing. And the last one from the exceptional The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Though it feels malevolent, resistance in fact operates with the indifference of rain and transits the heavens by the same laws as the start. When we marshal our forces to combat resistance, we must remember this. This is more of a note to self. The past week has been, like I said, difficult. So, just keep plugging away. If you think of any quotes, that strike a card, do send it across. And on to the final one for today. Adding tools to your dieting toolbox. Now through experimentation, we need to identify the right tools and build our toolbox. Using the right tool at the right time. Timing matters, like Bruce Lee says, is what will get you to your goals. Now we often think we should be eating better. Talking with all my students it's either a case of i'm doing well or i need to eat better and we always think that it's either on or off it's not just that binary binary is useful let's just go um dig a little deeper into this right okay you want to clean things up You've had a stressful day or you've had a stressful week. You know, the evening comes around or Friday evening comes around. You know, you're just burnt. And suddenly you find yourself, you know, knee deep in chocolate or, you know, three beers down or whatever. Which, nothing terribly wrong with it, but it's not part of the plan. It's not something you intended on doing and it just happened. You are a little out of control and this cycle keeps happening, right? You hold it together for a few weeks and then things go out of whack. Why are we caught up in this cycle and how do we break out of it? Should we even break out of it? Well, there's a few reasons why these kind of things happen. One, our life is one whole. It's one. It's not separate from my work life, it's separate from my family life, from my... Friends, from my training. A shitty day at work means it's a shitty day unless we have a method of getting out of that shitty day. And some of us do. Some of us have a routine where we go on a run at the end of a work day to just clear our head out. And some of us don't have that kind of ritual or routine built into us. So, what happens? Shitty day, we come home, and all the savories that happen to be on our dining table, well, we eat half of them before we catch ourselves, and we're like, shit, I didn't want to do that. The second thing, we think, you know, you think that a magical diet that you haven't done yet is the key. It's not, Okay? The paleo diet, the keto diet—sure, all of them have advantages. But if you are an Indian, especially living in India, or you know you you eat the way you always have, these diets are not for for you for the long term. Because it is about our tastes, our culture, and our location. We just need to make better choices. We need to construct a better plate. And curveballs always happen. Nothing is straightforward. You know, good problems happen, bad problems happen, and it becomes hard to stick to a plan. And then what happens? Results stall. You know, you plateau, you get bored. Somebody else tells you that they are standing on one leg and drinking pineapple juice, and that's what you want to do, because, hey, that sounds fun, whereas you're standing on the other leg and drinking apple juice, and maybe that's nah the secret is standing on the other leg and pineapple juice instant gratification is another that uh, actually derails us you gotta fall in love with the plateau so are we doomed in this vicious cycle of ours absolutely not it'll seem that way but it's not you simply need to find a method that works for you you need to find multiple methods and this constant experimentation is what is key. Don't get too attached to a single method. You don't have to, you know, tattoo it. You don't have to yell from the rooftops. You don't have to carry a flag for it. For what joy? There's a tool in your toolbox. Accumulate tools that work for you. I do think maybe too many tools is a problem. Uh, A diet, for example, is a tool or a way of eating is a tool. I'll, I'll, I'll go over three tools that I use and you can carve out your own tools. But for things first, let's make sure we are on the same page with fundamentals. Eat vegetables, drink more water, make sure you get enough protein, don't eat too much junk, sleep well, make sure you lead an active life. Strength train if you can or at least go on a walk. So I'm gonna give you three examples of tools I use. The first one is a simple binary tool. It's either on or off. I find tools like these work well for the short term. Four to 12 weeks. Anything shorter, well it's too short. Anything longer and you go insane. The daily nine is a tool that we developed building on the same idea. It's eight weeks long. We feel that's the sweet spot because you make mistakes the first few weeks and then you really figure things out for yourself. And second time or third time around when you're doing it, eight weeks is the challenging period for you to clear some bad habits that have crept in and see significant results. The point here is not a plug for the Daily Nine, but any binary way of looking at it works. You're a switch, you've turned that switch on. No exceptions for eight weeks. It works because decision fatigue is out the window. Cake, nope. Cake at office, nope. Cake at home, nope. You're going out on this cake, nope. See, it's that simple. Beer, friends come down, nope. Uh, You just feel like drinking because it's a long day nope that clarity of decision making is why this works now that's why it can't work for a year but it works for the short term so fully on that's tool number one tool number two five on two off and a subtle modification of it six on one off so what i mean by this is monday to friday you're on same thing right 100% no i might have a beer later today uh if something comes up nah none of that stuff fully on and so when we go to the weekend doesn't matter don't think about it fully off now When I say fully off, it doesn't mean that we're gonna try to drink a case of beer a day or have a pint of ice cream a day. I don't mean that when I say fully off. I simply mean don't stress about eating. You should still get your vegetables, you should still get some protein, you should still try to get some activity. You can just relax on the junk stuff and the strictness of things. That's what I mean by five on, two off, sort of off and you kind of have to look at results for some of us five on two off might work for some of us it might need to be six on one off but this is a good way to structure your week and as you structure it as you keep repeating the same thing as you get into this routine things become easy And the third tool having a minimum list of do's Now, this is what I try to have on vacation. Eating vegetables is hard on vacation. Yeah? Or maybe you find exercising hard on vacation. So, what I do, make sure I get my sleep. Seems straightforward, right? And I start my morning with my training. I do my training fasted. And then I also try to make sure I'm walking a lot during the day. That's it, I don't worry about anything else. Sugar, alcohol, none of it matters. Do I get my vegetables, do I get enough protein? Doesn't matter. I'm on vacation, I'm using this vacation-based tool. So these are three tools that I use, and that's about it. Here's how I would look at structuring a year using these three tools. Say Jan and Feb, tool number one. You're fully on. And then let's take a week off in March, first week of March. Just chill. And then the rest of March, five one, two off. Check results. If results are okay, continue. We're into April, May, and even most of June. Or do a couple of weeks of five one, two off and a couple of weeks of six on one off and keep going the last week of June vacation whether you take a actual vacation or not you know just switching off July and August might be a good time especially if you actually went on vacation might be a good time to be fully on then take a week off three weeks in September and all of October 512 off November six on one off and then the first three weeks or first 20 days of december 100 percent on and then chill the last 10 days of december don't even bother now you can see how the entire year can be structured using just these three tools now these are not the only tools these are tools that are in my toolbox you figure out what tools are there in your toolbox you can come up with anything how you use them is the key Intermittent fasting, walking, swimming, pranayama, yoga, warrior diet, the uh, you know, Perio, John Perio method, whatever, whatever works for you. Bulking and then cutting, doesn't matter. There is no right or wrong. It is simply about you experimenting and finding out what works for you. Find your tools, create your toolbox, chart out your year, tweak, tinker, iterate. You need to be measuring a lot more than your body weight as the cold because it's not just about your waistline, right? Like, why do we need this 5 2 off? Well, you know, what if you want to catch up with your friends? What if you want to hang out with your spouse? What if you want to get a drink? You shouldn't overthink all of this. Your life needs to have all of this in there. Otherwise, what's the point? Finding what is just right for you is the key. Including this diet thing, and pretty much in everything. Well, that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and you have a great Sunday. I will see you here next week. Bye-bye.